You are listening to the Daily Roundup here as part of the Reality Steve podcast. I'm your host, Reality Steve. Thank you all for tuning in. Good show for you today. Going to talk a little bit about the spoilers that I have coming tomorrow. We're going to talk about a little bit about Chris Harrison's podcast. Yesterday, I've got some questions, and we're going to talk a little bit about the Critics' Choice Awards. Milf Manor premiered on Sunday night. I forgot it did, but I read about it, and it's pretty much what everybody guessed. However, does this mean I should go back and watch it? Should I pick it up from here? I don't know. Anyway, talk about that and a little bit more coming up momentarily. This podcast is brought to you by HelloFresh. With HelloFresh, you get farm-fresh pre-portioned ingredients and seasonal recipes delivered right to your doorstep. Go to HelloFresh.com for this great deal. HelloFresh.com slash RealitySteve21 and use code RealitySteve21 for 21 free meals plus free shipping. That's RealitySteve21. That's your code. HelloFresh.com slash RealitySteve21. Use the code RealitySteve21 and you get 21 free meals plus free shipping. HelloFresh, America's number one meal kit. All right, so let's get started. As I mentioned, tomorrow I'm going to give you uh, some more spoilers that happened during the season. And it's weird because this is the first time in a while that I have a lot of info. I just don't have details behind it. Like I cannot find out the details and maybe I will before the episodes air. But as of right now, just going to give you some details of the things uh, that you'll see happen this season. But when I say it, like I said, I know you're going to have questions. I'm just, I'm not going to have answers or else I would just give it to you all, but it's going to be like, this happens in this country. And then you're going to be like, well, what else happened? I'm going to be like, I don't know, <laughs> but I know that happened. So it's kind of the way it's going to be until hopefully I can find out some more details. And it's stuff from the, uh, I have some stuff from the first night that I have not put out there yet that I, I, I know to be true. I have some stuff from, while they're still in LA, which is episodes two, three, and then I have some stuff from travel. And hopefully, you know, as we get further along in the season, I'll be able to find out, you know, who Zach picked and what the breakdown was of, of Ariel, Gabby, and Katie of your final three breakdown. But yeah, I mean, these are spoilers. They're not major, but they're, they're things that happen this season. So I guess under the definition of a spoiler, a spoiler is something that you don't know about that happens on the show. So these are things that I'm going to tell you that are going to happen on the show. I just don't have the details behind them. So when I do, if I do find them out, by all means, I mean, hell, for my own sake, I want to know the details behind them. I want to know exactly when I tell you this happens in this country, what exactly that means, because I want to know just as much as you do. Trust me. But right now, I just don't have the details. So I'll give you what I can. We can chew on that for a few weeks. Hopefully, I'll get the answers. Hopefully, more stuff will come out, and we'll just kind of take it from there. But that's coming tomorrow along with um, – well, that's basically it. I'm just going to add that. I'll put it – it's going to be in my daily roundup. It'll also be in written form so you don't forget it. And then I will add it to the spoilers page of where all my Zach spoilers are. I'll just put uh, – go to that page, and I'll just put updated – you know, um, one eighteen. you know, January 18th. So 
it'll all be in one place for you. I don't want to keep adding new columns and then not putting it back in the old place where spoilers were because then it gets really confusing for people. The other thing I want to talk about is, so it seems like Chris Harrison's podcast is going to come out around 1145 Central Time. That's what time it's come out the first two weeks. It has popped up on my phone 1145 p.m. Central Time on Sunday nights. And I listened to his podcast yesterday. I have a couple questions that maybe you guys can help me out with because I, I don't, I'm missing something here. The first off, you know, in terms of like any tea spilling or whatever, I think the only two things that are even worth talking about are the fact that Chris certainly had an interesting take on the TJ Holmes and Amy Roback situation. He is all for them being together. He doesn't understand. He, he basically is siding with them essentially because they're going through the same thing that he did. But I thought it was interesting that Chris said, Hey, I'll throw it out there. I would be willing to do a sit-down interview with both of them, and we can hash the whole thing out. Do you know how great the ratings would be? And while I understand what Chris is aiming for here, number one, ABC isn't going to hire him to do that. And number two, Chris, anybody who gets the first TJ Holmes and Amy Robach sit-down interview, it's going to draw Bafo ratings. It doesn't have to be you. He's acting like only he could deliver great ratings for a TJ Holmes-Amy Robach interview, and that's far from the case. Everybody's going to watch when we finally hear them do a sit-down interview for the first time, whether it's on a podcast, whether it's on 60 Minutes, whatever. Uh, you know, Somebody's going to get a sit-down with them. It's not going to be Chris Harrison. I just thought it was funny that he thought he could deliver the biggest ratings of all time by interviewing them. It's just like anybody in the media right now. Michael Strahan could sit down with them, and it would draw huge ratings because people want to hear what they have to say. And why they've been flaunting everything, and when did it start, and all this stuff with their exes. I mean, it's just bizarre that Chris thought he's going to be the one to deliver the ratings on something like that. Okay, dude, whatever. Now, the other thing that he mentioned, well, they, they, he took calls, which I'll get to in a second because that's my major question about the podcast. He took calls, and one of the people said, essentially asked him, were you fired or did you quit? And... He's the one that's taking the calls, but then when that person asked the question, Lauren Zima answered the question. Chris didn't. And Lauren specifically said, Chris was not fired. I'll just leave it at that. And then Chris followed that up with, if it were a relationship, it would be it's complicated. So that's kind of two different answers, right? Because Lauren's saying, no, he wasn't fired. And Chris, Chris is saying, if it were a relationship, it would be, it's complicated. So I, I think a lot of us can probably assume that if Lauren is saying he wasn't fired, that's basically, I think, her saying the show came to him and said, if you want to keep your job, you have to do this, 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 and this. And Chris said no. So I guess in that aspect, he was let go from his job because he wouldn't comply with what they wanted him to do, whatever that may be. I just can't think of anything else it would have been to answer it that way. If he wasn't fired, wouldn't he just say, I quit? But he's saying it's complicated. I, I my, my guess is they couldn't come to an agreement on what his job was going to consist of going forward. And so that's why he is no longer the host of The Bachelor, which makes perfect sense based on everything that he said in his first three podcasts about where he was in his life and not being happy and 
the toll it was taking on him and stuff like that, being away from family. So that makes the most sense to me. Now, question I have about the podcast uh, episode three was this. If you listen to it, you heard that Chris took phone calls from people that he did not know. You know, he'd be like, and I'm just throwing names out there. Julie, I, I don't even know who the names of the people were. I forgot. But he would take a phone call from callers. And it wasn't like, you know how on reader emails in the past, sometimes I've done a, you've left a voicemail for me. And it's just you giving 45 seconds of a question or a comment. And then I answer it. There's no back and forth because you're basically leaving a message. These were actual phone calls. Chris was conversing with these people. It was a recorded phone call for this podcast. So my question is, I listened to the first two podcasts. I, I believe from beginning to end. I follow Chris on Instagram. I follow, I, I, I went to the Bachelor, you know, the most dramatic pod ever Instagram page, which only has three posts on it. These people that called in, who did they call? Because I never heard Chris or Lauren promoting, hey, if you want to be a part of episode three, call this number or email us and we'll get in touch with you. So, look, I know how calls work. I worked in talk radio before. Like, they have to have a number to call and these people that called the show, like, look, and if I'm missing something and they have been promoting it, then there's your answer. But I didn't hear that in the first two episodes. I didn't hear them giving out a number. I didn't hear anything on Instagram stories where they were saying, hey, if you want to be a part of it. Now, maybe Lauren did it. Chris didn't. I don't follow Lauren. So maybe she was the one promoting it. If she was, by all means, then there's your answer. But if Lauren wasn't promoting it, who were these people that were calling? And if they never promoted it, what the hell was that segment? It's... If they never promoted it and nobody knew what number to call, I don't think Chris Harrison is just giving his number out to random strangers who are fans of the show. So clearly somebody had to be in to know to call. Call any number. Even if it was a a, a number made up just to get on this podcast, I never heard them promote it. So if they never promoted it, that means it's being done from the inside. That means all the calls were planted by people that they know, and the questions were all scripted. And... This is how we're going to answer stuff. I thought it was going to be more of an honest, open, free-flowing conversation. That's what I mean. But if Lauren was promoting the show and promoting the number to call, then there's your answer. But I I just I didn't see them promoting it at all. And then all of a sudden he's taking four or five phone calls in episode three, and I was just confused. Because it sounded like, and when I listened to these people's questions, it almost sounded like too perfect of, yeah, this is exactly what Chris wants to talk about. He's just going to put it on someone else to ask him. It just, that's the way it came across to me. But if somebody knows, by all means, if they've been promoting a number or an email to contact them and be on the show, by all means, uh, uh, let me know. You know, something I didn't mention in the open, but I, I do want to talk about now. This was reported by Us Weekly yesterday. And look, <laughs> it's another celebrity couple, you know. Rumors are now, I mean, it's on the front page, had top headline of the story on usweekly.com, but, or usmagazine.com. Selena Gomez is dating chain smokers Drew Taggart. I believe he's the lead singer, or there's only two of them. I don't know if he's the singer or the dude on the, that's the DJ portion of it. But of all <laughs> the heartache that Selena Gomez has been through in her life, she really wants to date the chain smokers? lead singer really 
I mean, look, I, you know, maybe the guy has changed his ways, but you've, you've heard the stories of the chain smoker guys, right? Right. I mean, they literally went on, I think it was called her daddy's podcast and talked about the threesomes. The two of them used to have with one woman in the room. Like Selena, come on now. I, Hey, maybe this guy's the greatest guy in the world. They're going to get married and be married till one of them dies. I don't know. Mike bet never in a million years, but I really, the chain smokers, <laughs> that's who Selena Gomez is going to settle down with after all these years. After I, I, I feel for her. Like, have you seen when they throw their pool parties at Encore and they DJ at the Encore pool in Vegas? The amount <laughs> of women that are right behind them in the DJ booth. I know of three that have hung out with them post performance. And, um,. <clears throat> Look, all right, I'm not going to say anything else. Just like, good luck. Selena, good luck. <laughs> Just, there's nothing else I can say. Good luck. I think it'll be over in about a week. Anyway, um, moving on. The Critics' Choice Awards were on Sunday, and I didn't even know this was an award show still. I didn't know that Chelsea Handler was the host of this, and I did not know that it was on the CW because I forgot the CW was still a channel. Boy, the award shows are really hurting now, aren't they? Because I just don't think there's much interest anymore. I don't know if it it was deteriorating deteriorating before the pandemic hit. Then obviously we know things got canceled in 2020. But it seems like ever since the pandemic, there just isn't that buzz anymore. And it might be because most of the things that are up for awards in the film and television world are all stuff on tr- streaming services. It's just movies, while the movie theaters are back open and you and you do have some, it still isn't back to what it was pre-pandemic. I don't know if it ever will be. It just seems like less movies are coming out, less blockbusters are being put out. It just seems like the biggest movies are, you know, Marvel movies. And it just doesn't seem like we're getting any big blockbuster movies anymore unless it's something that is from a franchise like a Mission Impossible or a Marvel movie or something from DC Comics. I just can't think of any movies that are just like, wow, this is got this is coming out. We got to go see it. Seems like everything is, you know, being released in smaller ways or it's on streaming. And I don't know. I just don't think I, I mean. Maybe I'm off on this because I don't watch a lot of streaming movies, but it just doesn't seem like the hype is there anymore for the Oscars and the Emmys, and it just has kind of faded. And it's just not what it was because back in the day when they had the Emmys and the TV shows that were up for best drama, best comedy, best actor in a comedy, best actor in a drama, best supporting actor, best supporting actress, all this stuff. It was always from network television shows that everybody kind of would sit around and watch with their family. You know, Friends and Seinfeld and Everybody Loves Raymond. You know, those shows. And with streaming taking over and these television shows going by the wayside and basically everybody's watching streaming shows, 
it just doesn't seem to have the hype anymore, and nobody goes to these. Critics' Choice Awards is being broadcast on the CW? I mean, doesn't that kind of answer your question about who's interested in the Critics' Choice Awards? It does to me. Also, we talked about this a couple weeks ago on the Daily Roundup. Maybe it was like a month ago. I know it was back in December because the press release had come out for a show that was going to air on, I believe, Lifetime, or it might have been WeTV. I don't even remember which one. But it was a show called MILF Manor, where a bunch of women in 50 years or older, I believe, I think they're all maybe maybe mid-40s is the youngest one, but it was called MILF Manor, all these hypersexual uh, women that are 45 years or older were going to, it was like six or eight of them were going to be on a show, and all the guys presented to them were all much younger, like guys in their 20s. So I think there was a 15 to 20 year age difference between all the leads, all the women leads and all the uh, all the guys. But they were hyping the fact that there was a giant twist to the show and the immediate guess from the public, even though they didn't give it away in the trailer or any sort of press release was the immediate guess was, I bet you that these women's sons are the ones that are part of the suitors. And that's exactly what ended up happening. I read an interview with one of the mothers and her son, and that's the twist. I don't think every guy there is a son because I think there's eight women. And it said that their sons are part of the group. So it's their sons along with some other young guys and they, you know, compete for the women. So, this woman and her son, her name was Kelly. I forget what his what her son's name was, but he obviously didn't have a problem with it. He's like, yeah, I was kind of like a mole because I was getting to hear what the guys were saying about my mother and guys would ask me questions about my mother. So, yeah, I mean, now it's like, okay, now that the remember when I talked about this a month ago, I said, if I had to guess, this would be my guess that the that some of the men competing are these women's sons and that now is the twist so the question is now do i even go watch this do i bother did anybody watch milf manor is it remotely intriguing at all or is this just basically trash television that you're just like okay i'll have it on in the background but i mean anything called milf manor can't possibly be remotely redeeming can it i i i, I can't imagine <laughs> But hey, you know, what do I know? Prove me wrong, MILF Manor. Maybe it's the greatest reality show on television. And I I, I don't know. I'm at a loss for words, to say the least. And I guess just one final thing in regards uh, to the Chris Harrison podcast that I forgot to bring up earlier. He mentioned that, you know, he said his take is basically what is the crime about TJ and Amy falling in love? What What crime did they commit? And he's glad that they're lawyering up and are going to fight this. And I and I and I I don't think that anybody has ever said there's nothing there's nothing wrong with TJ and Amy falling for each other, coworkers falling for each other. It happens all the time. But Chris just going to bat for these two and saying, "What's the crime in this? Good job, way to lawyer up. I'll even give you my lawyers." It's like, Chris, you do realize these two people were married as late as August of this year, and then they were seen a month later together. Why are you is it's it's almost it's almost almost sounding like 
he has no issue with being married and then falling for somebody else and going and dumping your wife to go off with this new person that you work with. I mean, that's what it sounds like. It, it was really weird how he's just so happy for TJ and Amy fighting ABC. Now, it it's clear now that he doesn't like ABC because of the two things that he said. One, he's glad TJ and Amy got a lawyer. And two, he would love to go you know, interview them. I think it's just, it, it's clear he's, he looks at ABC as an enemy. And so I guess that's probably why he's siding with TJ and Amy so hard on this and, and wanted to make his opinion known about where he stands on that situation. But nobody has ever said it was a crime that they're together, but it's a matter of respect. And Hey, Amy, you have three stepsons with Andrew shoe. TJ's got, I think, a, a, a 10 or 12-year-old daughter uh, with Maribel. It's just the optics of it didn't look great. Yeah, you can go have a new girlfriend. But when none of us knew that your marriage had even ended or you had separated and you're seen with somebody else, not only does it not look, the optics look great for you, but how does it look for your kids? Again, a lot of questions today is basically, I just had a lot of questions today for sure. Anyway, thank you all for listening. I really appreciate it. Uh, please rate, subscribe, and review an Apple podcast. The Sports Daily will be up in an hour from now. We'll talk about last night's uh, Bucks cowboys game, and then we will discuss other things going on in the world of sports. That's up in an hour on the Sports Daily podcast feed, so subscribe to that if you haven't already. Thank you all for tuning in. Really appreciate it. And I will talk to you tomorrow. See ya!